It's the 120 Podcast, Mikey Foley alongside Benjamin Hootie, and it's been an incredible day in the Chicago sports realm. 225-24, remember it for the rest of your life. Patrick Kane just beat the Blackhawks in overtime. That's a little bit of a weird thought to say, uh, to utter. And then, of course, the way we started our day at about 2 a.m. last night. Oh, yeah, Cody Bellinger with the Cubs for up to three years, $80 million guaranteed. Ben, we'll start there. You broke the news to me. Jeff Passan yep. got the news from Lisa. This is obviously better than making for a couple days. Carter Hawkins deciding to stay quiet about it well on air during the TV game during game one of spring training. Obviously, this has been in the pipeline for a couple days. It broke at 1.30 last night. Shit hit the fan. Yeah. Credit to Lisa. Congratulations to the Bellinger family on Lou Malnati's for life. Yes. And congratulations to Cubs Nation because, folks, we manifested this. It finally happened. Cody Bellinger is a Cub for at least the 2024 season. Yes. And we'll get more into the contract details. But just starting off there, yeah. I mean, it, it, it exactly what you said. It finally happened. We finally got that big thumper in the middle of our lineup, and it makes this lineup look all the more all all that much better and it's just it's so exciting that they finally got it done we knew that they needed one key free agent this offseason to feel like we really had a good chance to win the nl central and possibly Mm -hmm. more in 2024 they got the deal done jet and co got it done never a doubt right (laughs) never a doubt you should have talked to us a month ago but now we can look back and say just how we drew it up right Right, exactly. We've been we've been waiting yeah. for this episode for we, so long. I have a thumbnail that's been waiting in the in the wings <laughs> for three weeks for this. Cheers. That um, we was I, we did was our I, Christmas episode talking about if we'd get Bellinger pre or post Christmas, and we're already past Valentine's Day. Yeah, we're to St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Crazy. It's it's insane, but yeah, it. It's just I'm a happy man. I was the happiest man alive yesterday. I took yeah. I think I posted that on every single social media that I own. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to break down, and that's gonna that's what we're gonna do here today. There's a ton to break down. As Ben pointed out, we both were posting a lot about it on social media. You may have saw as you listen to this, we both posted our new poster. At the time it was just me, Ben, and Dansby and uh Saya, but now it has Cody as the big Thanos in the background. I added that. Um, that was awesome. That was awesome. Well, you know, we had, I wanted to add Cody when I made it a couple days ago, but I was like, oh, I can't. And that kind of goes in. I thought about when I was making it. I wonder like what the, what the promotional stuff will be now for Cody. Like they're going to have to probably go back and shoot some, some pictures. Yeah. They already, they already been teasing this photo shoot they did like in the scoreboard. And they already, of course, have the team pictures. Of course they have pictures of them from last year. They could use that for his right. Jumbotron picture if they absolutely need to uh, until they can get a better one. But yeah, I mean, things have started rolling, and Cody joined the company, thankfully not too late into the into the game here in spring training. If you would have waited a couple weeks later, uh, things would have been different. Someone said he's already at Cubs camp. He obviously can't I believe like, be in, like, give out press conferences and stuff because the deal is not official. But right. um, I think he's been in Arizona this entire summer for – or, excuse me, offseason for the most part. Yeah. And, um yeah, he was because uh, it was Nick Madrigal actually who was going to send him a text saying congratulations, happy to have you back, and he was going to send him the text, and he turned the corner and saw that Cody was already there with that's him. That's so awesome. That's, that's pretty awesome. funny. And gave him a big hug, I'm sure. Yes. Well, and the yeah that confirms it, and then of course I trust Jeff Passan, but there has been situations like the Korea one and stuff where like things just don't work out. <clears throat> Excuse me, but the fact that Bellinger is there, uh, his mom is posting about the Lou Malnati's joke. 
Yeah. It's it's confirmed. They have to do a press conference. I'm a, have they announced when the press conference is going to be yet? Is it going to be I tomorrow mean, on Monday? The deal's or? not official, so I would assume I don't know how baseball works if it's like a business thing where right. <laughs> like deals don't go through until Monday or the league <laughs> office business days. What. Yeah, so I'm assuming I'm assuming the deal should get announced yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, I would think so. They're all they're all openly talking about it in the locker room. Hendricks said he's one of us or whatever. Like it's yeah. I love how excited the guys are about it. Exactly. Like I've never seen better stat to minute ratio out of a professional athlete than Abert Alzali last night at 1 30 in the morning. James it was in Tyone. James Tyone was good was too. The first one. Ste- he was the first Steel one. Steel was right going on too. Yep. Steel and Abert were replying to each other. Yeah. Abert, as always, was just clicking away. Ever tweets more than Trump, I swear. He just he just click, 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 click. He just goes. It's yeah. and all of his tweets are are awesome. Um, and I, I'm just it's awesome. It, I love how excited they all are. Horner posted about it. It was that picture of them celebrating Cody hitting a bomb. It's just like, yeah, this is exactly what Dansby said at CubsCon. Like, we can't really get started until we sign him. Now we go. Right. And that's go, it just shows it just shows how good of a teammate he was in the in the one year with the team. And you know, I think the biggest thing of all is these guys are really riding around each other and it's, it, it feels like unfinished business the way that yes. the season ended last year and that the front office bought into the team when they're on their 10 game winning streak and they, they tried to ride it out to the playoffs insane collapse at the end, but it still feels like unfinished business. Now it's time to, to buckle up. You got the group, yeah. you got the group back. You got a couple additions that are going to help humongously this season and it's time to ride in a 2024 and win a goddamn NL Central. When we started with 120, we talked a lot about last season, pre-last season, you get a group together of former MVPs, of former champs, looking with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. The team before didn't want me, or maybe they did not want me, but they were looking for a new fresh page, and they all kind of come together in somewhere that's, I would argue, among every baseball fan, you would pull a top five baseball environment in the league. You come together there, and you just want to put together a winning team. Now you pair that team including the star who has chosen to come back, so he must like it, you put that team with potentially the best manager in baseball, the one that's paid the highest at least, I think the sky is the limit. There's big things to come over this year and potentially next. So with that, Ben, I kind of want to dive into what this contract is if people who are listening don't necessarily know. I just kind of looked into it and wrote some things down before we started recording. $80 over three seasons, including $30 this year, with a potential opt-out, and the same is true about 25, and then in his unrestricted free agent year in 26, should he choose to make it that far, I doubt it, he gets $20 million. Right. So and that's, that's basically it, right? Yeah, exactly, and that's that's the thing that comes into play too because even if he has a really good year this year, he still might consider opting into that $30 million. Yeah. I don't think we'll get him to that, that third year where it goes down to 20, but – you know, he's only 28 years old. This provides him great flexibility depending on how his career shapes up. If he continues to have great years like he did last year and previous seasons before he got injured. And it also is huge for the Cubs because, you know, Jet and company, we've seen it before. They don't love to hand out these big deals. And we're not saying that I, I mean, we I, I we would have loved if they locked down Cody Bellinger in whatever way, shape, or form it was. But this just is huge for the Cubs because, you know, if he kind of – if it doesn't work out like how you expect it, like you hoped it to, it's only three years and you're not locked into a, a seven-year right. Jason Hayward type situation. 
Yeah, it's. It, I feel like Cody shouldn't be totally upset about it either. I've seen a lot of jokes about oh, yeah. <laughs> whether Cody should be upset with Boris for the situation. Yeah, I think the Boris model is starting to get a little tired of waiting this long and then kind of getting not the contract you wanted, getting this Correa opt out every year contract. Right. But I don't think there's a. It's a negative for Cody. He, he has the potential to opt back into thirty dollars, thirty million more dollars next season. I mean, if he was on a ten-year deal, he'd be getting. 20 or so so it's like yeah. i mean he's he's getting more per the next two years at least than he would have if he was on that that bryce harper contract and and it's similar to what he did a year ago he's kind of betting on himself again which is probably a good yeah, he's thing doubling down a little bit we saw cody bellinger that bet on himself last year and guess what he's getting a what 22 million dollar pay raise this year yes. so it, yes. it, it, it works out for both parties and and see it, it's me it, all that matters is 2024, Cody Bellinger's Chicago Cub. Yeah. Both parties are happy, I would assume. This this is it's clear. Yeah. It's clear as day after this contract came out that this reunion was always going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you take a guy who was a former MVP, uh, a Chris Bryant of his own team that kind of got into a little bit of a lull and then finds a new team, misses a month and still bats over 300 and like is one nice hit away from 100 RBIs incredible season last year for Cody Bellinger in missing a month in 130 games or whatever it was. If he can play the full season or at least most of this year, I think we're back in the MVP conversation for Cody Bellinger. And I don't yeah. think that's an overreaction. And that's what you hope for. And they brought back their best player. They brought back their best player from a year ago. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what we talked about previously. This lineup, while you were banking too much on either people to break out or pass success, now you get this Cody Bellinger in the middle of your lineup and you just continue to build on what you did last year, and you don't have to rely as much on the young guys. Not saying they're not going to get opportunities, yeah. which I know we're going to get into a little in a little bit, but it, it doesn't put as much pressure on guys like PCA and Michael Bush to instantly hop on the scene and just hit like Cody Bellinger did a year ago because we were never really betting on that. Let's move to this. You alluded to something. We'll save that for last. That's what we'll talk about last, how this affects Cubs prospects. Let's talk about how this affects the remaining pool of free agents, because there is still a significant amount of players. The Boris four, as they were named, was started by or was was headlined by Cody Ballinger. And now J.D. Martinez is just immediately slid into that position because they are similar yeah. players. You're looking at uh, Jordan Montgomery, uh, Snell, Chapman and, and J.D. That's that's the four that you still have left. Um, and it's it's a situation where any of these guys could also now take a contract just like Ballinger. I don't see why the Cubs couldn't offer a pillow contract like that as well. Yeah, and that's that's what we talked about. Jed loves those kind of contracts. Who really knows what ends up happening with the rest of those guys? I saw a tweet earlier that the Cubs have been connected to Chapman all offseason and that just because of this deal, it shouldn't necessarily take them out of that. I think they would love to get a deal like this done with either one of the two big pitchers, which would just be awesome. Yeah. They could get one of those pitchers to lock in that rotation and, and make it a really good starting five. That would be incredible. But as well as potentially Matt Chapman who we've kind of talked about all off season at this point. And, and it felt like it was for us, it was kind of like either Cody or Matt, Matt Chapman thing to fill out this lineup. If they could get it both, get right. both done. I mean, it's insane, but at the same time, I, I do feel like Jed kind of feels like this might, this might've completed his off season. Yeah. Obviously still to be determined if, if a deal comes across that, Hey, we, we really like this deal then maybe, but, um, 
what what I think Jed said last week that they're in the ninth inning of their yeah. offseason. They've been using this baseball game <laughs> references right. their offseason all year long. This 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 could be it. This maybe is it. I hope it's not it, but yeah. Well, okay. You got the two biggest would have been Shota and then Cody, obviously, but you obviously have some kind of faith in Michael Bush. And that's yes. where we get into the Cubs here. Who's actually on the Cubs? And you obviously have some kind of faith in Michael Bush. Signing Chapman kind of eradicates the need for Michael Bush. I'm not saying I wouldn't take Chapman, you know, in 10 minutes if he calls me and says, yeah. hey, I want to play for the Cubs. But you have to have some kind of faith that you found a guy that has raw talent from the Dodgers that just couldn't figure it out last year with the Dodgers in his month of or his month of baseball and will never have a chance in, in the Dodgers. It reminds me of my favorite player, Zach McKinstry, <laughs> potentially a little bit better. Michael well, Bush I, could no, be No, not guy. potentially a little better, potentially a lot better. <laughs> Keep forgetting um, about him. But yeah, I I don't think this this stunts his development at all because he obviously only had a cup of tea with the Dodgers last off or last year, and he was a he was a big time prospect at one point for the Dodgers. So the Cubs made that trade, which I still think is a phenomenal trade. I agree. And, and look who's managing the team: a guy that will give everyone opportunities, and it it, it yes. you can put them all over the field. And that was the best part about signing Cody Bellinger back because he is the flexibility of being able to use him at center field and first base. So you, there might be a day where Cody Bellinger plays center field. Michael Bush could play first base, or he could DH, or he could even play third. There's a lot of flexibility around this team right now, especially with Morrell DHing and yeah. now, now potentially being over at third base full time. There, there's a lot of moving pieces, but that's a good problem to have. Yes. And it's that's a great all, problem to have. And that also goes into Pete Crow Armstrong. Yes. Cody Ballinger could play first base. Pete Crow Armstrong could play center field. And it, it eliminates potential for, yeah, because PCA is potentially going to make the team still. PCA is saying all the right things. He is thrilled to have Cody back. I don't know why he wouldn't have or wouldn't be thrilled to have somebody back. Everyone on Twitter who's saying PCA should be pissed off. He's losing his spot. No. You know who's potentially losing their spot, who might still stay hot throughout spring training and finally stay healthy, is Brennan Davis. Brennan yeah. Davis has never gotten his real look because he's never been healthy and he's always been insane in the spring and then he gets hurt. If he stays healthy, because off the first three games, he looks great. If he's healthy, he had a potential to be a center fielder for the Cubs. I texted, well, aside from PCA, I texted my dad about it last night and I was like, if, before they signed Bellinger, if Bellinger doesn't end up coming to the Cubs, I like the prospect of letting Davis finally make his way if healthy yeah i still think there's a door but it really got close to closed it's gonna it's there's there's people in front of him for sure and yeah. you know you start with mike talkman and alexander canario right so it's gonna it's gonna be tough for brennan to find playing time but if this hurts anyone the most because i as you said i still think there's a potential door open for brennan this compl- i think this just wipes matt mervis off i was map, about to especially say with michael bush yeah so it's, it, yeah. it's tough because, you know, Matt Mervis was such a fun story being what, a 30th round pick out of Duke yeah. and um, mashing through 40 the home runs in the minors. Yeah. So I feel bad for him. I just I don't think the fit's there anymore. Maybe they could find a trade somewhere and, and get him some really good quality playing time elsewhere. But there, there's just too much DH first base log jam yeah. going on right now with the Cubs where I just – Unless a significant injury happens, I just don't really mm-hmm. see him as part of the puzzle going you forward. You took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, uh, Merv in the situation was needing Cody to not come back so the Cubs would need him. And, of course, you're not going to, like, hope the worst for your team because, as you said, right. Ben, there are incredible 
and common scenarios in which players get hurt day one and you need a guy to fulfill it. Um, and it's just it's another it's another part of this team. They've built yeah. up so much depth on the pitching side and even on the hitting side that you know, if if something were to happen like that, it's it's awesome to have that much depth. And then we flip the page into potentially this pitching staff. You talk about the potential of signing Montgomery or Snell, very minimal, probably not going to happen. I would be thrilled, but not going to happen. You sign Shota Imanaga. You have good stuff already in the first day of spring training from Jordan Wicks, albeit only an inning and a half or whatever it was. You don't really care. We know what Jordan Wicks is capable of. Same can yeah. be said for Steele uh, and Hendricks and, and a lot of guys in this team, potentially Tyone, who seems excited to be back for year two and really could turn a page. There are people waiting, though, if people like J-Mo don't figure it out. And I look first to Kate Horton. I, yeah, I mean, we don't know when it will be, but people are definitely have their eyes on Kate Horton this year. And he's he's he has ace potential stuff. We've talked about it for the last year on our on this podcast, which it's crazy. That's been a year now that we've been doing this. Yeah, but seriously. Here we go. Uh, Kate Horton is just one of those guys that I think every Cubs fan is just excited for. We know he's going to I feel like everyone knows he's going to hit in the major leagues just because of what what he's been able to do in the minors and in the stuff that he brings along with, uh, as I said, ace potential. So Kate Horton is super yeah. exciting. And um, if they were not to go out and get another starting pitcher, which once again, highly doubtful, but you never know. Yeah. And the potential relief opportunities and maybe even you know, backup starter, six-man yeah. starter opportunities from from him uh, or or Killian, Hayden Wesneski, the list grows. There is opportunities to come for some of these young pitchers. Um, it's a hot seat and not a cool throne. Pardon my take reference for Jamison Tyone. There, it is for sure. Or whoever else in the Cubs pitching staff. I mean, let's say Shota has that like little lull a couple weeks in and maybe he misses a start or two. There's, I hope that's not the case. I hope he just comes out going right away. But there is an adjustment period to playing in Major League Baseball. There are people waiting for their opportunity in that Cubs there, uh, pitching pipeline. There's so much depth there, and we didn't even mention Javier Saad, who was phenomenal yeah. last year as a spot starter for the most part, and as well as uh, Ben Brown, who that yeah. might have been that might have been Judd's greatest trade, managing to get a half year out of veteran minimum David Robinson for a top. 20 pitching prospect in major league baseball and Ben Brown. So yeah, yeah you, you, you put, you put it perfectly. There, there's so much there in the pipeline that that's going to eventually be able to unfold. And I, I, I it's a, once again, as I said, yeah. great problem to have. That's, that's the key phrase of this episode. Somebody else who's gotten a couple big hits, Matt Shaw, not going to make the team from day one. I would really doubt, but uh, it would take an incredible spring, but that's someone that's going to miss opportunities potentially uh, with Bush and Bellinger, whatever, but that's not something we were worried about already. He wasn't yeah. going to make the day one roster, although he could create a situation where he's putting himself in position to make this team by some point and if need be, uh, whenever they need a, a guy. I don't know why, but Matt Shaw hasn't even made the major leagues yet, and he might be one of my favorite players on the Cubs already. Yeah, he's awesome. Don't know why. Just He's just a kid, short kid, goes out there and rakes. Um, but depending on what happens with third base – a.k.a. Christopher Morrell. Christopher Morrell is going to be in this lineup every day. It's just mm -hmm. a matter of if he could play a good third base. If he can't, then we might be calling up Matt Shaw a little earlier. And yeah. you could put out a really good starting nine with them and slide Christopher Morrell into that full-time DH role, which I don't love, but um, it, it really all just depends on, on, on how well the third base he plays. And and you have you – have, Patrick Wisdom still there as well as uh, Nick Madrigal. So 
we're, we're just going to have to see what happens with that. But Matt Shaw is a prospect to keep yeah. circled for this year because depending on what happens, he he's a good bet to make the major league club at some point this season. What do we keep saying about council? He's not afraid to use people who have and need opportunities. Yes. The exactly. field in front of Shaw is thick. You mentioned some guys that I honestly even forgot there. Um, not because I don't know them as players, obviously it's yeah. just that the field is so thick there that you forget. Um, but if council gets the opportunity to bring up Shaw, I doubt he will um, miss the opportunity to use him. Albeit it probably won't be until uh PCA range from this past year, like September, probably. Um, but even, who knows? It, it could, it could be earlier. You never know. With yeah. The major league Nico Horner got called up like three weeks after he got drafted. So that's true. Good point. You never know. And uh, yeah, I mean, Merv had that chance early on last year and then, it went as far to say JD was saying on the call that it almost seemed like he was like too nervous for it and was relieved to go back down and never really saw it again. I don't know what to think about Matt Mervis. I really, like you said, Ben, I look at David Bodie still playing in these spring training games and I'm like, we should have traded him three years ago. I, he could still be a major leaguer. No it, way. I, I don't think he's good, but I think he could be on a team that needs that. Like he's better than Zach McKinstry. I see David Bodie on these spring training games. I'm like, dude, just go go home. You already got your check. I forgot that he's still just go like, home. You got your check. He's isn't he the highest paid player in minor league baseball or something like that? I or think, one of the top five. I yeah. think so. He got like a what fifty million dollar extension yeah. for like eight years. Something crazy like that. He's picking up the tab at at dinner at Iowa Cubs. It's not that that contract's not hurting the Cubs in any way. No, so don't, no, no, don't no. Get too, don't get too upset about that. No, no, no. I'm not upset. I'm not about saying it. you. I'm not saying you. I'm saying like. No, no. Right. I know. I'm saying for his sake. I wish that they would have done something about him because I feel bad for him. I wish that I, I think he could at least be fighting for a major league spot elsewhere. But it seems like there's no scenario where he finds his way back to the Cubs this this year. I don't. I don't remember him being. If we much, didn't see, you know. if we didn't see him last year, we're not going to see him. No, this year. I, I was about to say I don't remember a specific time he was even around for a game last year. There was even times that they traded Master Boney up and down, and they never really saw Boney. I mean, it's just, it's. I mean, I know that it's, it's a position based thing, but it's. I don't know. It's who. It, th- I think this is a good question. Who do you think is the odd man out now on the twenty six man, considering Belly's back? I think it might be, wisdom. Honestly. I don't know if they'll look for a trade for maybe some cash considerations or a minor league player or what it might be, but because you, I don't think you want wisdom blocking scenario from getting a, a, a starting spot on the 26 man. Right. I, I'm hesitant to say it. Cause yeah, you're probably right. But I'm hesitant to say anyone's name because I truly don't know what Craig council thinks. Yeah. Ross had a weird relationship with Patrick Wisdom. He'd always be upstairs, but he never played. And then when he did play, it was always like way too often in weird situations. And I think Wisdom is good. Like Wisdom obviously kept himself around long enough past a, a quick rebuild. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm hesitant to see what what Council thinks because all we know about Council for now is he's not afraid to use all of his weapons. And yeah, you're not going to block a younger guy from getting his opportunity there under a council's leadership. So you might be right. I just don't know who it would be. Or even I'm thinking even farther than that. It might not even be Canario that we're worried about blocking. It might be like Pico Armstrong that like might not mm-hmm. get an opening day rule. I think there's a field of four that could either be on the move or just straight up release. I would assume it's Miles Mastroboni, Nick Madrigal, Mike Talkman, which I highly doubt, but you know, he could be a part of that field of four considering you just re-signed a, a left-handed outfield bat. And 
Did I say Patrick Wisdom? Patrick Wisdom. Yeah. I think that's the four. Well, we'll have to see. They'll, they'll stick around for spring training because you could have these rosters big and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I would think that that that's the the field of four that it can can move around depending on how this roster shakes out come opening day. It's a good problem to have. Uh, yeah. We could have we could have done this episode. We were planning on recording tonight either way because we're getting back into our Monday schedule, and we could have recorded this episode talking about all the people that will replace Cody Bellinger's level. You know what I mean? How oh yeah, replace, right. How do we replace Jeremy Giambi in the aggregate? Right? You know, get who he gets on base, he gets on base. We could have been money balling with Brennan Davis and PCA and this, that, and this. Ultimately, uh, the 2019 NL MVP is Cody Bellinger, and he is on the Chicago Cubs. That's that's all that matters, Mikey. We we finally made it to the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. We well, don't, not yet. True. We'll get there. But we don't have to worry about yelling at Jed for an entire season no. because he didn't go out and get his best player from a year ago. He's here to stay, folks. Yeah. That's all that matters. People need to, some people need to go back and eat their words. You and I both were talking about this earlier on in the offseason. People were overreacting a lot about Jed Hoyer yeah. not really striking fast right away he had his plan he completed his plan like it is a pretty solid offseason i yeah 100 percent. i would say it's probably in like the lower b range right now sure it's it's all because you didn't you didn't really get significantly better but you're as we said you're bringing back the same team that was the third or second best team in the second half of the season last year yeah so you just just buckle back in. We're bringing back the squad. We're ready man. to roll. We're already in spring training. Man, so it's a it's it's awesome, man. I I I cannot. I'm so happy they got this deal done. And um, something else I was gonna say too, while you were talking about fans being a little um too worried about like you know off season on the the fans that were not patient. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe that we were the first. One to get a deal done with Scott Boris out of this Boris for yeah, I I true. totally I totally thought Cody was going to be the last one on the market just because the Cubs oh yeah uh reasons to not work with Scott Boris in the past because you know they they will usually mm-hmm. just pass on Scott Boris relationship yeah. because it seems like him and Jed have gone through some murky waters or something I don't know yeah. what it is but um they I cannot be- I cannot believe they were the first team to get it done and that Monty and Snell and Matt Chapman are still out there. We'll see what other details come out about what the other contractual contractual details are, maybe from other teams, maybe from the Cubs. You know, Ben, I thought today, I mean, because the Bulls just won, which like whatever. The Hawks lost, but they lost in overtime to Patrick Kane. So like that's awesome. And we have a better chance of getting Macklin Celebrini now. So it's all relative and it's all a win. Um, the Cubs signed Cody Bellinger. Um, I, no one cares about the Sox. I thought for sure that the bears were going to trade Justin Fields today. Like I thought like, it's all, it's all plus and minuses. It's all like, I wouldn't have, I'm not saying that's the same level of euphoria as the Bellinger thing. I don't really know what I feel with that situation. I just was like, this has been such a bulletin day for so many sports. It's almost like when there's just like a Sunday night press release dump for a bunch of teams. Yeah. So like people forget about it. Like I almost thought like the bears would be like, Oh, in this situation, we wouldn't even be the focus. Let's do it. Um, But no, they're going to wait till closer to the draft. I was going to say, today was an all-time high morale day for um, 
Chicago sports. I tweeted that out earlier because the yeah. Chelios, the Chelios, the Chelios thing too, yeah, just awesome. Few I've seen at the Chelios retirement. Yeah, uh, the, the, some of the players from the old team coming back, Dennis Rodman. It, it was just awesome. But I think if we would have gone into this Justin Fields trade thing, we would have pissed off about fifty percent of Bears fans. So. <laughs> Dennis Robin didn't even show up for the Bulls ring Hall of Fame ring of honor thing. He showed, he up, showed for, up for his boy Chris Chelios. <laughs> I love it. I see. I had, I had thought. I relooked it up today. I had thought the story of uh, it ended up being Jeremy Roenick golfing with Michael Jordan. Um, okay. And the story went. It, I thought it was Chelios. This is why I looked it up. But it ended up being Jeremy Roenick. But I never realized how much those '90s Bulls and the '90s Hawks hung out all the time. And I guess Roenick and Jordan used to golf all the time. And they did. 36 holes one day walking before a Bulls game, the two of them, and Roenick beat Jordan twice. And in classic MJ fashion, he was so pissed that he said, okay, because he was paying out for the two rounds. And he said, okay, but if you come to the game tonight and we win by more than 20 against the Cavs and I drop more than 40, you owe it all back and double. And Roenick was like, you're on, dude. Like, we've walked 36 holes. You're tired. Won by, like, 25 and Jordan dropped 50-some. So I just – I love that story that the 90s Bulls and the 90s Hawks used to hang out. They used to golf. And they're all still supporting each other. It's pretty cool. Hopefully we could get that way with the 2024 yeah. Chicago Cubs and they could just be boys with Connor Bedard and oh. Caleb, Caleb Williams. And, you yep. know, in, in 30 years when we're at the Cody Bellinger 24 <laughs> raising and eventually Dexter Fowler. To, no, I'm just kidding. Not Dex, but we, we, Caleb Williams and, and Connor Bedard will be in a, in a in a suite drinking beers together. Yeah. Connor Bernard still still only in like the 19th year of his contract and still playing particularly well. Probably he, not for the Blackhawks, though. He's only 25 years old at that point. <laughs> they're, still, they're still calling him young. They're still saying yeah. he's got to hit puberty and get a little stronger. But don't worry, he's still got this potential. Kid's, this kid's got talent. Yeah, God. It's only 25. That's a good one. No, he'll be 24. He'll do it in true Bellinger fashion. Man, I thought, you know how the whole offseason people kept saying it was going to be like, Oh, it's you know, two it's February fourth or it's January twenty-fourth. Like it has to somehow correspond with it being the twenty-fourth. I love how like Cody signed in like the wee hours of the morning on like the twenty-fifth. Like yeah. screw you guys. Like I'm just gonna do it my way. It's I, and I don't know when he officially signed. I don't think he actually officially did yet, but the news broke at uh like one in the morning on two twenty-five, twenty-four. So funny. That that passing notification hit like crack at two in the morning. Yeah. Lisa was right. Lisa was right. I love hey, that Jeff knew about that. Th- yes, that was awesome that he quotes or he replied with that. Yeah, but I was gonna right. say before we end this episode, should I uh, give a call to, to to the brother? Yes, yes. So we will end it. We'll do this, and then I'll give a quick programming reminder about one twenty. But let's do this first. Your brother Dom is the biggest Cody Bellinger fan. You said and he wants to talk a little bit about him. Yes, he's he said that no matter what happens, I need to have a live call in on one twenty. Because okay. whether he ended up leaving, which if he would have left, ugh, he would have gone crazy. Yeah, but I'm sure now he, he said he wants to call in. So let's hear it. Dom Hootie, everyone. Dom Hootie. Hey, You're live on 120. Give us your feelings. All right, uh, gentlemen. First of all, thanks for having me on. Um, this was a very long, hard, thought out process. Um, way longer than any of us wanted to, but uh, in the end, Belly is where he belongs. Good teams keep good players. You don't let them walk away. You figure out the balance with prospects, with good players. You don't let a 28-year-old left-handed, power-hitting, multi-positional player walk out the door, and you didn't. 
kudos to Jed for sticking to his guts. Deep down all along, I knew he was doing the right thing. I think every Cubs fan knew that it pained them, but he did the right thing. I love it. That's <laughs> absolutely awesome, Dal. I appreciate it. I know you wanted to get on, so we just wanted to get your yeah. thoughts. Yep, that's it. And one other thing. The thing the thing with Scott Boris and Cody Bellinger is that contract, you know Scott Boris definitely went around telling all the interested teams, hey, this is the offer that we have from the Cubs. Are you willing to match it or do something close to it? Now, we may never know if other teams did, but I, I, I would it'd be hard to imagine that another team would not offer this contract. But regardless, Very Cody true. chose to come back. And that, that says a lot. Well, he's a cut for 2024, Dom. I appreciate it. And uh, – yeah, man. Yep, thanks for having thanks, me. Thanks, Dom. <laughs> See you, Dom. We oh, appreciate man. it. He's he, right. He's right though about that last part. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear this. He, high, he but he's killed right. it. He's totally right because that's definitely it. Definitely came out of a decision, right? Like whether or not Cody got his ten-year contract offer from anyone, I doubt it. But yeah, like you said, other teams could match what the Cubs said. He chose to come back to the Cubs than uh, an Angels or a Blue Jays, who I'm sure were like, "Oh, we can do that too." Dude, I love that. It seemed like he had like some live uh, <laughs> on-air calling experience yeah. right there. But no, yeah, he 100 hit the nail on the head. He's, um, yeah, I, it's just awesome. I think everyone's feeling the same way that Dom just uh, yeah. sta- everything that he just stated. So, well, we appreciate it, and we had a great time doing this episode. This will release on Monday the 26th, and with that, we'll be back on every Monday, barring some random circumstances here and there, in which that case we'll announce when we're releasing. Uh, We'll get back into our classic in-season schedule. Sunday records, Monday releases on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, potentially some YouTube Live this season. We'll have to wait and see. And a little bit more as we get through spring training and the first Cubs games in late March. Ben, any other comments, questions, concerns? No, kind of ripping off that same boat. Um, same, Same schedule as last year, Mondays, Mondays, Mondays. So make sure to tune in on Mondays unless something unbarring happens like yeah you know there could be breaking episodes like we did similar oh yeah absolutely. With, uh, absolutely i know we're not waiting on any nico horner or ian hap extensions this, <laughs> this time around but um yeah we'll, we'll be good for just stay with us we we appreciate the support all season it's been a year of 120 yes. and um you know it, we've we've seen a lot of growth over this past year so we appreciate the love. We appreciate the support. Make sure to go follow us on all of our social medias. Mm-hmm. So we kind of ramp back into that. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry about the last couple of weeks. There just hasn't been much to talk about, but yeah. we're fully back and uh, to our uh, regular scheduled program. Yep. 120 back for season number two, Cub season number two. We hope you enjoyed our limited, but we thought thoughtful offseason programming, some awesome interviews. Um, our boy Brett Bateman, huge catch yesterday. Yeah, love to see that friend of the pod. And we've always said friend of the pod about people, but now we can actually start saying friend of the pod, like right. people we've literally had on before. Um, and so we appreciated that catch from Brett. Uh, we appreciate our interview with Jonah and Andrew Bellison. If you're coming back to us for this season and you weren't really following along with our offseason stuff, go scroll back up on Spotify. We had some really fun offseason interviews, albeit some of it's gotten a little outdated with like questions about what they're going to do this offseason. Um, but a lot of it was just general talk about the people themselves, like Cubs prospects, uh, Jonah telling us about concessions and stuff like that. Andrew Bellas and talking about the World Series team. There's stuff that's evergreen. So take a chance and go listen to it at some point. Yeah. And if you're like the visual side of it as well, we do have a YouTube channel. So make Absolutely. sure to go subscribe to that one as well. Absolutely. Well, Ben, I appreciate you and I appreciate the Chicago Cubs. I appreciate Cody Bellinger and those of you who are listening to 120. Go Cubs.